Welcome back to the Lift for Life podcast. I'm here with my co-host, and some say he bench presses minivans on his cheat day, and his biceps have their own gravitational pull. All we know is his name is G Dog. G Dog, how about Sorry. G Dog, how are we today? Oh, good. Are you Jer- liking Jer- your new introduction? I, yeah, Jeremy Clarkson's going to be rolling over in his grave. Um, he's not dead, is he? And he's going to be rolling over in his bed in the Cotswolds. <laughs> Today we are discussing g Dog's favourite gym day. Now, Graham, I'm actually going to ask you a few questions first before we crack on with this. Oh, no. Why is this your favourite gym day? I get the biggest pump doing this, but I think the point you're getting at is that this is the one which is most obviously in front of the mirror. <laughs> How ridiculous does this sound? It's nothing to do with the quality of programming or anything like that. And it's nothing to do with the fact that he wants to grow his legs or his shoulders. It is simply to do with the fact that it's very easy to self-obsess over himself. This is, I'm literally doing a barbell back squat in front of a mirror. There's no bigger pump. Fantastic. So, Graham, tell us what happened. So, you've just finished in the office and you start roaring at the desk. Is that how it goes? Not normally. I'll stand up if I'm at my seated position, but I've got one of these desks that rises and falls. So, I may just be standing up already, in which case I'll need to raise my arms in the air like I sometimes do when I'm dancing in a nightclub. Yeah and just roar really loudly um, on the trading floor. And does everyone turn and go, it's gym Every, time? Everybody knows it's gym time. And uh, usually a light ripple of applause that just spreads like a Mexican wave across the entire trading floor. Then I walk towards the lift and go down all the way to the basement and enter the gym. As I enter... The staff all stand up and applaud, of course. And then I get into the changing room, put my banging music on, and walk onto the stage that is the gym. Fantastic. And how does that gym session start? Of course, I'm assuming you don't go straight into squatting 135 kilograms for six reps for four sets. No. I start with mobility. So crucial, crucial part of my process. Very different to pre-Angus, where I started with a speedy run on the treadmill or a speedy cycle. No cardio. I always start with mobility. So you, Angus, I get really confused on what they're actually called. I know how to do them all, but there's five or six different moves that I do uh, that are mobility moves. And uh, obviously, cat, camel, et cetera, et cetera. But I do these series of moves every day before I start. Each one's tweaked a little bit depending on which day I'm doing. So if I'm doing more squats, then I do a certain type of mobility on my legs, et cetera, et cetera. What are they called? So you've got Spider-Man lunges in there, which is obviously doing your quads and glutes, which is effectively... You're in a fully stretched out lunge position is a way to describe it. And then you drive your elbow down to your ankle and then rotate up to the sky, keeping that back leg as high as possible. You'll feel that warm up your ankles as well. Then we go into things like gorilla squats, which is fantastic for uh, warming up your glutes and hamstrings. 
There's also other stuff you can do additionally, you know, ankle mobility, putting a, a 10 kg, 15 kg, 20 kg, whatever weight you want to use on your front leg and driving forward and so much more really in terms of the way you'd go from there. Once you've done that, I think it's always good, particularly when doing things like back squats to do a move them like cat cow because you're obviously using your lower back. And then your T-spine rotations as well, where you're warming up your shoulders because you're going to be using those uh, as you go into this training day, which is a full body push day, which Graham sometimes can get a bit confused about. <laughs> it's always amusing to me because clearly people at the office gym or even at our local gym ask him, so what are you training today? And he just goes, I don't know. <laughs> it's difficult because, because I'm doing some barbell back squats, because I'm doing some frontal raises with dumbbells it's difficult to say that it's a legs day because clearly i'm doing stuff with my arms as well and so when someone says what are you doing today i suppose it's defined as a push day right yeah so it's effectively the reason you don't have any kind of tricep work in there is because the your wednesday day is a specific arm day because we know how much you love big set of guns where people obviously in the past have gone very wrong because of steroid enhanced bodybuilders is this thing called the bro split so they will train individual muscle groups on each day where for you as a natural lifter and myself as well more often than not you can't get enough volume with the time that you have through the muscles so if you're just doing like a a shoulder day for example or an isolation leg day unless you're doing like you can train like push pull legs i guess is an approach you want to do but you want a conditioning day so a gerox day so what we're doing here is we're allowing the fact that you can hit each muscle group twice per week. Sorry. <laughs> it's only, just <laughs> only five years. <laughs> <laughs> I just do what you tell me, but it works clearly. So yeah, so this day is my favorite day. So I do all of my mobility. Then I get in front of the squat rack, which inevitably has a massive mirror in front of it. I then do the squat movement, so bar on my over my shoulders, and I go right down, as we said before, ass on the floor, up, as, as much mobility as possible, as much physical movement and flexibility as possible, so that my legs are warmed up for the movement I'm about to do. And after I've done the uh, barbell back squats, I've got a huge pump, because at the moment I'm doing 135 kilos, I mean, I think when we first met, how many was I doing? Your max for five reps was 60 kilograms. Oh, really? Christ. Yeah, I was like, let's build up to your five rep max. And we tried 65 and you couldn't do it. Really? That's gained. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, so, yeah, so now I'm doing four sets of six at 135 kilos. So, so it's taken five years. And so it just shows you, you know, this, as we've always said, you know, uh, the gym is forever, not just for Christmas. But I would also like to add, obviously that is massive progress over five years, going from 60 kg as a 5RM to probably now we could push 140 kilograms. But there's been a lot of bumps along the road. And this is what progressive overload is. I think there is this idea, I often find with new clients, they won't be hitting, they might find the first few months, they're constantly progressing, then boom, plateau. Then you've got to look at diet. Then you've got to look at changing up the training program approach. But one thing I would like to add is we have dropped down to, I think you had a period where you could only squat 100 kg tops. Well, I had my skiing accident. Exactly. 
but it's meant you build back up. What's great about progressively overloading is your base level is always increasing. So it means your body can take more. But we could find that in two months time, Graham might actually go, do you know what? I can't progress past this point. I'm going to have to completely deload. So you might deload the weight and go really high quality form and do 110, for example. But progressive overload is not this straight line. And I think this is where people get weight loss wrong as well. They think it's straight line. It is literally mountain up, oh, we go back down, mountain up, go back down. And th- this is you're a prime example of this with your back squat. Yeah, exactly. And I said that the, the injuries obviously have been a big, big issue, but that's uh, now I've cancelled skiing, so it's not going to happen again. Um, but yeah, I think. Heck popping in Dubai, I hear, is the, yeah, Dubai, the next thing. D- Dubai instead of um, the Austria, the um, Dolomites. So, I'm yeah. slightly horrified already by the LinkedIn posts of Graham on a camel tensing. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's going to happen as well. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> Uh, but the other thing I've been doing recently, as as I've been pushing the weights up, is is being really focused on the whole spotting stuff. So, I mean, I'm not necessarily getting a spotter in the gym. When I'm with Angus, Angus definitely spots me. So, you know, basically is watching me to make sure if it goes wrong, he's there to sort of catch. Um, but I use the spotter bars and spotter arms in the gym a lot. So I know that if it's going to go wrong, I've got the safety bars. And so uh, I've never had to use them, but they're always there just in case. You're the first person who's ever called them spotter arms as well. <laughs> what, what's the proper name for them well it's just safety bars right. safety bars is fine but spotter arms is an interesting one so now from this podcast there's terms like biscuits people have taken but spotter arms is certainly another one so then you move on to after you've self-obsessed over yourself for five minutes after doing the back squats we then move on to two supersets don't we yeah so this is the push press push press gobbler this is actually amazing this is just <laughs> I, I love I literally love this because when you're doing the goblet squat you're you're holding uh, uh clearly a massive dumbbell for me it's I'm doing 42 kilos so I'm a 42 kilo dumbbell between in my hands in front of me so so naturally your biceps look enormous because just the position you're in and because also, because of the position, it makes your shoulders look bigger as well. So as you look in the mirror, you've got massive biceps and massive shoulders, and you're holding a 42-kilo dumbbell. It's amazing. This is ridiculous, but fantastic as well. So you've smashed that out. You've then done your push press as well, which I get a lot of messages saying, I'm awesome, <laughs> after you've hit a PV on push presses. So there you have a post soup set. So you're obviously hitting goblet squats, which is mainly focusing on quads. Then you're into push press, which is obviously shoulder work. And then we actually have, I didn't realize actually here, uh, we have two more soup sets. So we've got dumbbell reverse lunges, again, quads and glutes. What do you mean you didn't realize? You programmed that. No, I did, but I'd said two soup sets earlier. So you've got dumbbell reverse lunges there and then into back supported dumbbell shoulder press, again, hitting those shoulders. Yeah, doing, obviously, there'll be some people listening to this, what is a superset? A superset is when you do one exercise after another. Again, it took me about three and a half years for Graham to actually realize this on True Coach as well. And I'm sure people have had this battle where they think, oh, there's no rest time, but the rest time is always allocated at the end of each superset. The reason we do supersets, again, more time under tension, more volume through the muscles, and it just makes for a much more efficient gym session. I If I ever see anyone doing kind of, of course, on the strength exercises, makes sense to do it as an individual if you want to 
pump those numbers up from a strength perspective. But if you're looking to build muscle, a superset approach is so effective. Yeah, it's a massive pump when you do that. And at the end of it, it literally... It's what it's all about. It's not all about a massive pump. No, but it makes you feel good. One of the big things that I talk about to everybody is that you don't just get endorphin rushes from going from runs. You get endorphin rushes from the pump in the gym. It's Your heart rate is rising. Your muscles are pumping. It just feels amazing. As Arnie said, it's better than sex. Sure about that, but it's, it's still pretty good. And so then, then we quickly move on to uh, the lateral raises and the frontal raises, right? Yep. Uh, another shoulder superset here. Also very good in the mirror. <laughs> this is a fantastic training day if you are looking to build strength, build muscle, and actually really push yourself. If you hit the right numbers and you hit the right weight, this really is a tough training day. And the fact you enjoy it so much says a lot about your character. <laughs> it, literally, I love it. It's just, I don't know why. It's something, obviously, we, we know the mirror aspect of it, but it's it's a, it's just a really, really big endorphin rush you get from doing this training day. So in short, if you are, if you've listened to that nonsense, actually, that has just been put upon you, and I did hope you enjoy it. It was nice to not have Factman over there just peppering me with, his knowledge of his studies but if you are approaching let's say let's go four let's say four training days what i would do is do two push two pull days i would start with a heavy compound movement and start with some strength work to really build up your strength and obviously help with the other numbers and then i would go either two or three supersets push movements and then on pull days have pull movements and basically just progress the weights up from there. That's your starting point. And I think four days in the gym is personally, even though Graham wouldn't agree with me, for a lot of people is optimal. And at the end of this, I've obviously had a lot of stuff I've been doing. The cool down, I, I actually do not do any cool down at the end of this. I literally finish that, walk out of the gym, everyone applauds again. I leave and you know, a few fireworks shoot out of the office and uh, I sort of walk down the road to the tube with lays to show. It just, it's just, you know, that's it. There's no cool down. Yeah, stretching after weight training, it's not, I don't see it as a necessity. Sometimes a good idea if you have a massively large ego and you just need to calm down a little bit, it might be good to just cool off in the corner of the gym and just get back down to earth. But if you want to stay in the, the stratosphere like G-Dog does, then walk out of the gym and like you own the place and crack on with your day ahead so good and on that That's note my favorite episode <laughs> and on that note i hope you enjoyed that nonsense it i hope it was actually useful to a point and i hope you've now understood that however self-obsessed you get with yourself you'll never quite be g-dog self-obsession so thank you so much graham thanks again thanks, thank thanks. you for tuning into the podcast if you enjoyed it please share it Maybe don't share that episode, actually. Share the ones that come for a lot of value. <laughs> but thank you so much. Bye.